Hey, welcome to the Catholic Center. 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 Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Catholic Dogs Podcast. On today's episode, Father Brian sits down with Sheila and Nithya. They are the Ignite Freshman Ministry Coordinators. They talk about what it's like to be involved in the Catholic Center, um, the meaning of friendship. It's a really wonderful conversation. We really hope you guys enjoy it. As a reminder, if you want to get involved, all of their contact information can be found on the website ccatuga.org or you can follow at Catholic Dogs on Instagram. Enjoy the show. So what about TikTok? Is this part of it? My TikTok addiction not bad. <laughs> I had to delete it January 1st. That was like a resolution of mine. I need to do that. Yeah. I really need I really need to do that. <laughs> I try to get my friends to delete it, but it's hard. I just can't. I went on yesterday after not being on for like maybe three hours. I had 51 notifications for all my friends sending me <laughs> them. And I was like, oh no. This is bad because we're all like just stuck on it. So I'm like. It's never going to end. That's Because if funny. I delete it, they'll just text them to me. So I'm like, either way. Yeah, I don't have in. the app, so if they're good enough, my friends will send them to me. But I, yeah, if I had it, I would never get stuff done. I just don't. I yeah. just don't get anything <laughs> done ever. I'm like, so for me, I'm, I have, I'm in a group chat with some, some guys I watch football with. Mm-hmm. And it's about 10 people in this group chat. And someone made a custom meme. And I'm like, uh-oh. Like, how did he do that? That's pretty cool. <laughs> And so since then, I've been making memes every single day. I love that. And it's, it's, it's out of control. I can't stop. It's yeah. like 11 p.m. You and I'm like, I just one. need to, I just make one more, one more. <laughs> what, what, which one did I send you? You No, you showed us that one out back when we were talking about, what was it? Oh, it was like Kylie Jenner with all her makeup on. But oh. what was the punchline? That though? was the overshare. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yes, I, oh, I was that telling you how it's going to overshare tonight. So I have... <laughs> I have uh, I have two friends who sent me that, and they're priests, and so they always they said, "Hey, they said, hey Brian, this is you," mm-hmm. and they sent me this you know this uh, this meme about uh, sharing ninety percent of what I'm sharing is oversharing, right? Uh, and so they say it because it, in when I preach, it's like sometimes I'll talk about stories, sometimes I'll say too much. I'm very comfortable with this stuff, and so. But they don't do that. They mm-hmm. don't tell stories about their life or about like the stuff that's like intimate, vulnerable, whatever. And like I don't expect them to. But uh, they're like, oh, he's oversharing again. He's oversharing. <laughs> Saying there too much. Is. Saying I too much. It. I felt that way a little bit with my talk. I wanted to be pretty like quiet about. I brought up like old friends that um, were not so good for me, but they were at college. So You're I wanted talking to be about ignite. ignite. I wanted to be so careful because like I don't want to like. I think this is the first time I've seen you without a mask on. Really? Ever? <laughs> no, oh, so sorry. We've known each other for months now. Yes. Well, a Zoom, I guess, was Zoom, the first yeah. time. But yeah. no, I remember the first time I met Father Fred, he came up to me so quickly I couldn't get my mask on. And I was like, wait. Uh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. So what were you saying? You were giving a talk on. Yeah. When we gave the, I gave the talk at Ignite the weekend or the week that you thought you were exposed I had to be so careful because I brought up my freshman experience of having certain friends that weren't so good for me. And it was very two very specific people. And a few people on team that I'm close with know that story and that situation. 
Um, but yeah, I just had to be very careful that I wasn't being too personal because those people like go to UGA. So, but yeah. Well, it's tough because so I, there's this quote <coughs> by Brene Brown that says, "Vulnerability is the birthplace of intimacy." So vulnerability is the birthplace of intimacy, and yet vulnerability is not something one that men do a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's and true. two is like something that's just normal for somebody to be good at vulnerability, right? Uh, and so for me, I've had to like develop that as a skill set. Um, and what's nice is that. Uh, and I've actually learned, I actually learned this from Father Fred uh, a couple of years ago when I was working with him at my other parish, is that whenever I was, I would do that, I would get up in front of people and be like somewhat vulnerable and it would be uncomfortable. And then I would see him later and he would match that vulnerability mm-hmm. where he would like go out of his way to tell me a story or to open up like he followed up with the vulnerability. Like it was it was it was pretty wild. And so like just that mutuality or that um yeah, that kind of friendship in a sense where there's something about it that is uh meaningful and significant. Uh he taught me that, yeah. I had a um situation like that with a freshman after the first ignite that had a talk. Her name's Chamika, and we had so she's a freshman and my sister's a senior from our like the same high school we all went to. And me and Chamika hung out after Ignite, but she's closer with my sister, so me and her kind of got to bond. And it was like that because we were talking about, like, very personal stuff, like family situations. But it was like I was opening up, then she opened up. And she's, like, just a freshman, and then I'm this older junior, so it was, like, the same kind of thing. I was really cool to, like, have that vulnerability with her and, like, grow all in one night of not really knowing her before. Well, it requires trust. Yeah. Right? They trust you. Yeah. Uh, which is something that you may or may not deserve. Not everyone knows knows you. Like for me as a priest, like people expect that they can trust me, which is very humbling uh, because like I haven't shown them that they could <laughs> or I haven't shown them that they like That's they can. That's part of the job. But it's part of the job. It's like, oh, he's a priest. We can trust him. And and, and for me, it's very humbling uh, because people will step into my, my space, my office or wherever, and they will open up, open the floodgates of whatever. And it's awesome. <laughs> Because usually in relationship, it takes a while to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It takes a while to, uh, to gain trust. Uh, it takes a while to grow in that trust, to grow in that sharing. Um, I actually, I, there, was a, there was a time when I didn't appreciate small talk because I just thought it was like a waste of time, right? And so like small talking, you're at a party, small talking, I'm just like, oh, this, is, this is annoying. Um, but I had someone tell me, they said, well, you know, like small talk is actually (coughs) like the way to get to intimacy with others is that eventually like it starts with small talk. You don't, you don't just go and you like, I don't know, overshare with somebody you don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Everything that I have. Like I play it all out right there. There's no emotional challenge. Yeah, you need some, exactly. (laughs) You need some sort of like small talk to kind of, you know, build that relationship. (laughs) And eventually, uh, eventually you start to share what you do or where you come from or, and then you start to share what you're feeling or what you're going through and, uh, and then it's reciprocated. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Talking relationships, talking vulnerability. Yeah. That's Hmm. something that, I don't know, when I did give the talk, I had to um, 
just like give that vulnerability of myself and like my personal testimony. And I was nervous giving a talk. Like that's just, I don't know, the way you prayed over me was super, super helpful telling everyone like this is super vulnerable for her. Like it's really a lot. And it was, and thankfully the Holy Spirit came through, but like I had to just like lay it all down and like talk about my story and talk about like how I got to where I am now and like the, the struggles I've had the last two years and all the joys too. But it was weird because like half those freshmen, I don't know, maybe I've like introed names with a good bit of them but like still I only really know a couple of them so it was like I had to just choose to be vulnerable with all these people um but it was very fruitful and like I heard from them even though I kind of blacked out I feel like that's something people do when they give a talk I don't know if that's a thing for homilies but I totally blacked out but from what I hear it was good but um yeah it was just crazy to like just choose to open up to all those people to like share a message but 100% worth it yeah that's Something, well, not, like, in the giving a talk sense, but just, like, being comfortable with vulnerability is something I've been, like, especially lately, just a lot of things have been happening in my personal life that's kind of, like, making me just think about it more and, like, how vulnerable should you be and when should you be vulnerable and, like, emotional chastity and that kind of stuff. But, like, Mm -hmm. when I was, my parents and my brother used to, I mean, they were doing it, you know, out of love, not actually to be mean, but, like, They'd always call me a crybaby when I was little because I would cry a lot because I was really sensitive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so for a while, I was like, I will never show any emotion ever then since they all want it. And my brother's like five years older than me. And so, of course, like, you know, he's going to pick on me, which is fine because he's my sibling. But when I was little, I would take it to heart. Mm -hmm. And then once I got to like high school, I think we kind of like since we were both just like older, we kind of. It, it wasn't, like, I didn't take it personally anymore because I was like, he's just my brother. That's why he's doing it. And then we would yeah. team up and pick on my sister instead. But I got into high school and I realized, like, I mean, I had friends that I liked, but I was like, I don't know how many of these people are, like, people that I'm going to want to, like, continue to be friends with just because a lot of people I was just friends with since, like, elementary school. That's just how it was. It yeah. was like we just happened to all keep going to school so you're friends, like, out of habit. And it's like... Well, I see you in seventh period every day. We're, like, sit together. We kind of have to be friends. And then probably, like, senior year, I started getting, like, really... That's when my, I think, crybaby phase started again. Because I would just cry. <laughs> it was, like, your last first everything. So I would just, like, get so emotional just crying. Like, this is our last first day. Our last first third period. Like, our last, last first... October 1st. Literally, like, that was just how <laughs> I was. My friends were like, please calm down. Like, every, every day is a new last first something. But that's when I, like, kind of, I think those friends I have, a lot of them ended up coming to UGA, and, like, the people that I have in my life, it's because I got comfortable with being vulnerable with them, and then, like you were talking about earlier, like, when they match that vulnerability, it just, there's, like, a sense of, like, peace and, like, ease that you almost feel in that relationship, and, like, now, I mean, I just, my friends, like, gave me a key to their house. I don't live with them, but they were, like, (laughs) they're, like, we just trust you, like, we know that, like, you're not gonna like just come in and do whatever they're like and we want you here like you can just come hang out literally whenever just come and take a nap on the couch if you're like on campus and tired or something (laughs) or you like get off of work and you don't feel like going all the way home you can just like come hang out and that like a lot of that vulnerability I think especially like coming into college I like had to I mean it's just navigating a whole new scenario altogether a whole new situation and just like being outside of my parents house and being away from everything that I was comfortable with I like came into UJ being like I'm just going to like not lay everything out on the table when I meet people because that's weird but just like (laughs) I'm not going to be afraid of like answering questions or like if a conversation does get deeper like I'm not going to hold back even if it's like the second time I'm meeting someone because it's kind of just in my head I was kind of like 
I guess I carry that like last first mentality. It's like I don't know when I'm gonna see them again. It's not like guaranteed, so it's like. Are you still doing this? The last first? Not not consciously. <laughs> I think I feel like I'm not every day. I'm like my last first time going to work at eight a.m. on a Tuesday. My last first September twenty whatever ignite. I like. <laughs> no, it's funny that you say that you have this crybaby mentality because like in our leadership and ignite. She's the bad cop. I'm the good cop. One thousand percent. I'm like too soft with people, and I won't just like be assertive and like I won't be mean, but she'll be mean if we need to. So it's funny that you say you're the crybaby because you just like get it done. Yeah. Well, but, th- this is also different because I'm like, those are more personal relationships. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that, and I think something I've been noticing this year. I'm still meeting new people. Like I, I'm in a sorority, and there's new members, and I'm developing relationships and getting to meet new people all the time. So it's this constant. Um, newness with people because there's what 27,000 undergrads here so Mm. we have this opportunity to meet people all the time in our classes and like yeah like you were saying class friends but you can also get deep with people like year three and I'm making new really great friends just this fall which is crazy to think about but like just keeping that mentality like I'm not stuck in my friendships even though I am saying junior feels so old but (laughs) you're still able to like make those relationships and like get vulnerable with new people even like today which is really cool but so did y'all feel like you when you came to UGA did you feel as if you belong you had a you had a place where you belonged like how did you how did you find that uh like whether that was a friend circle or whether that was Catholic Center whether that was um yeah, just in the midst of football games and in, on campus. Do you want to go first? You want me to? Uh, I can go first. Okay. Um, I found a place very quickly. Um, it mostly it's probably just because a lot of my friends from high school ended up coming here, and like my like best friends from high school ended up coming here. Like I lived in my dorm freshman year with like my best friend. I still live with her, and like the other friends live like across the street or like four floors below me so it was like I never had I never felt like alone because there was always someone somewhere that was like within walking distance that if I wanted to go hang out I could just be like text them hey do you want to go to Bolton they'd be like sure we go and just sit in Bolton for an hour or whatever um but I did and then I found like a group of friends pretty quickly because I just like happened to stumble upon them during welcome week and we just talked for a really long time outside of Tate and then just got really close, and we all realized we all lived in, like, Creswell or Russell, and we were all just so close to each other that we were, like, well, we kind of, not like we have to hang out, but we were, like, I mean, we're all here anyways, might as well, <laughs> and it was kind of crazy, because there was probably, like, 10 of us, I think, that just happened to all find each other, and there was, like, always one other person that was in the group that happened to have the same major, so I met someone who happened, I mean, he's not environmental anymore, but he just happened to be an environmental engineer major, so we were, like, in similar classes, so then I literally saw him every day, like, three times a day because we had all of our classes together and then we'd go to our meals together and that kind of stuff. So I found a place really quickly, and that was, like, within my friend circle. Um, and then I will say, though, at the Catholic Center, it took me a little bit to, like, get into it. I feel like this year I'm, like, really finding mm-hmm. a place here. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of – we had talked about it before, but, like, freshman year, I came to Ignite. I was like, okay, I want to, like, have a youth group because in high school I never really had – a youth group because of my home parish they had the high school attached to it so the high school youth group was just filled with all those people from that high school and so they were very like clicky at youth group and I was like I went to public school there was like me and like two other people that they didn't know and they'd all gone to school together since they were in pre-k so of course they're gonna 
you know, want to talk to each other. And I was just like sitting at the table with the other like outcasts. Like, well, (laughs) we all just happen to go to public school. I guess we have to be friends now. Um, And then my senior year, I went to, I met a girl at my high school who was also Catholic. She just went to a different parish. So our senior year, I started going to her youth group, which is literally, she's like one of like six or something kids. So it's basically just like her and her mom was in charge of the youth group. So it's basically like I just went to youth group with her and her siblings and her mom, which is great because I love her family. And there's maybe like two other kids there. But that's when I kind of started to feel like a, okay, this is a youth group. I always wanted that like, I feel like it's really cliche, like that like fun youth group, like these are all my friends. It's Mm -hmm. not like, oh, I just see them at mass on Sunday. It's that like, and that's it. But that's kind of the relationship I'd always had with youth group. And then senior year, I went to youth group with my friend at her church and I was like, wait, this is more than that, and I like this. And so when I got here, I wanted to find that, but I just kind of. And what was know, it? What was it that you found? That found that like community, and I found like a like there we would talk about stuff and hurt like things that made me have to like break down my walls and kind of talk about like more personal things. Um, and like her mom and her siblings are all really chill and really fun and really cool. So like it was it was fun to get to be around them and get to like meet new people without feeling. Like, I was having to, I don't know, it just wasn't awkward. It was, it was a really, like, easy conversation to have with them. And, like, every week I would see them and I would, like, we would catch up, talk about our weeks, and then they would, like, follow up with things I told them the week before. And I was like, oh, we didn't do that at my old youth group. It was always just, like, small talk for the sake of small talk, not small talk for the sake of, like, okay, let me get to know you. Like getting deeper. Yeah. And so then when I came here, I was like, okay, I want a youth group. I just had, like, a great senior year. Like, we're going to we're gonna do it. I'm going to find my place at the Catholic Center. And I came to Ignite. It was fine and all, like, my – but my small group dwindled down numbers very quickly. And so we went from having a small group of, like – 10 girls to like three and then we had four leaders in our group so they outnumbered us oh no and I didn't it was, know you guys had that situation no it was very <laughs> very small so which was fine but it was also kind of like awkward because we all just didn't know each other which mm-hmm. I mean that happens when you're first meeting someone obviously you don't know them but it was just there was so little of us that it made it it was just awkward we were like mm, I don't know how like deep I want to get plus we're all just like awkward freshmen so it was just like a (laughs) double whammy of like ooh, I don't know how this is gonna go and then after a little bit I just got like so much closer with the friends I had made that I was like I can skip Ignite this week like I'll go we American Horror Story had a new season and it would come on on Wednesday night so I was like we'll just go do that instead so I'd go and watch American Horror Story which I feel like is kind of the exact opposite of like coming to the Catholic Center and coming to Ignite and then after, I was probably like halfway through fall semester, freshman year, I stopped coming. And then in the spring, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. Like, I would still go to Mass. That was the one thing that I was like, I'm not going to stop going to Mass. Like, I do, like, enjoy being Catholic, and I do love my faith, so I want to hold on to that. Mm-hmm. So I kept myself going to Mass, and then in January, when the spring semester started again, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Ignite. And even if it's just me and the leaders, and we just stare at each other in silence <laughs> for 30 minutes, I will go, and I'll sit in small group. I was like... I just have to go and do it because if I don't let myself like feel that uncomfortability at first, I'm never going to get past that. It was mm-hmm. just going to always be like, this is an awkward experience and I don't like this. And so then I started going again. A few girls actually, like we had maybe four girls instead of three. So it like, at least we balanced out with the leaders. It was four, four and four. So it like got easier. And like one of the girls happened to live at a dorm that was like right down the hill or something from Creswell. So she would walk up to the lobby and we would like walk together. I would ride with other girls that lived in the building. And then that made it easier for me to be like, okay, I want to come back. I'm like 
finding people I like. It always, I think, was just kind of a mental block for me. Like, I just felt like, oh, like, no, I'm, none of my friends are religious. Like, none of my, or, like, a lot of my friends aren't Catholic. Uh, most of them aren't religious. Like, I just felt like a lot of stuff that was happening outside of the Catholic Center, I was like, I feel like when I go there, I have to kind of put on this facade. But then I got past that, and that was all just a mental thing. Because then I met people where I was like, oh, I don't have to do that, actually. This is me <laughs> just kind of, like, making this up in my head. We're all like, weird here. Like, we're all, yeah, all like, it just people. doesn't matter. <laughs> and that's when, like, and especially yeah. when we, like, figured out or found out that we were going to be Ignite coordinators and we, like, were on FaceTime for, like, six hours or something yeah, that night. Just that for so long. That was fun because we didn't actually really know each other well because she was on prayer team and I was a small group leader. So we first were, like, okay, let's be, f- like, not force it, but let's become friends and, like, you know, grow in that relationship so that when things get hard or, like, we get stressed out at Ignite, like, we have each other to lean on, not just, like, as coordinators. But, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. So you spent six hours hanging out? We, I called you, I probably could look it up, probably like 8.30 or 9, and we got off the phone at like 1.30, 2 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. Just yeah, like six summer. Hours. I'm exaggerating. But no, like, not six hours. Probably like, like three or four. four yeah. But we spent a couple of days just like talking and hanging out. That was actually so fun because it was in quarantine. And the only like Catholic Center people I was talking to was Sarah's Bible study. And we were mm-hmm. in that. But like, yeah, that was so fun getting that and like having something to look forward to in the fall, even though we didn't even know if we were going to be in person. Yeah. But, yeah. What was your original question for... Yeah, I just I talked for... <laughs> what was the question you asked? I can't remember. So you came back and you were comfortable or you were comfortable enough to just... So what I like about what I like about uh, what you all said is that... So you, I guess you didn't... You didn't have the best freshman year experience at the Catholic Center. I did have a good... Ex- you did? Yeah, so I was a little different. I I guess what I realized when Nithya was talking was more... I had different friends in different areas freshman year, I would say. Like, I had my hallmates. And I was on a very social dorm, but for some reason, my hall You're wasn't You're a very, very social person. I am a very social person. And I had a so very weird <laughs> freshman year. Me and Nithya were talking about this. We kind of had the opposite. She found her friends before classes even started. And I probably took to like October late October early November to like really feel at peace and like good in my space because I actually had my roommate wanted to go live with her boyfriend just because she was local to Athens and didn't want to do the dorm thing anymore so I was on my own in Creswell in a very social place but in a high like in this box dorm alone and it definitely had a toll on my mental health and then I ended up getting a spring roommate um, who I didn't end up being super close with either. So it was a weird living situation. Um, and I did have friends on my hall who um, I think I just like jumped to find the first friends and they probably weren't the best friends for me. Um, so I struggled with like really finding my people. And I had, I was coming to Ignite. I had people at the CC that there's still people I'm friends with. Like I sat socially distanced with my old friend Claire at Mass tonight who I met at Ignite. So I had those friends. I had my engineering class friends were a different engineering major. So I, I didn't really know Nithya through co- the College of Engineering freshman year. But I had like more surface level friends in different areas. Um, and I loved the CC, but I wasn't one of the regulars, I'd say more till like sophomore year. But I, um, it took me a long time to, like, find my people, like, the right friends for me. I definitely, like, didn't pick the right people at first and kind of crashed and burned with them a little bit at the end of freshman year. And it took, um, actually rushed sophomore year and found way better friends. And I'm actually a lot closer with my few Ignite friends that I had. I'm closer with them now, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, it took me a lot longer than you, I'd say, to, like, find my people, find my, I don't know, just, like, find my peace here on campus. Find your place. Yeah, 100%.
Um, now I have, like, all obviously quality over quantity, but I have, like, five or six people if I'm dealing with something or going through it or whatever it might be that I could call or FaceTime, like, and they're there like that, like, immediately for me. And you're one of those people, too, like... Um, <laughs> they can't see the heart you're making with your hands. Yeah, no, but I'm in such a better, like, group of friends, like, mental state than freshman year. Freshman year is just hard. And yeah. just, it's a, it, it's a complete, I don't know. You go from, like, being with your family to living in a literal box. We both lived in Creswell. And it's just not, and it's, like, moldy and gross and just confined. And you're just changing and all that. And there's all these people around you, which... I am a very social person, but I was mad at myself that it took so long for me to, like, get there with people, so that's something I wrestled with, but I don't regret, like, the struggles and the situation I was in, because I'm in such a better place now, but I didn't have that, like, fairy tale, meet your friends the first night you move in, like, which is so cool for you. It sounds like a fairy tale. It wasn't until, (laughs) well, it was fine up until, like, November, and then a whole bunch of... It's so, like, petty to think about it now. It's like, they made a separate group chat without half of us. It's, like, sounds just so, oh, man, like, yeah. just who cares? But it was Freshman such a big things. deal then. And it, it's kind of funny to think, like, it was such a big deal. It just, like, wreaked havoc on us for, like, a week. And we all had, like, a sit-down <laughs> where we were, like, okay, we're going to work everything out. And then we just aren't. I yeah. mean, they're, like, acquaintances now. If I see someone, then I'll just, you know, I'll say, hey, I'll be nice. But it's, like, we're not friends, and that's okay. Because, like you were saying, it's, like, quality over quantity. I yeah. have, like a handful of people where I'm like these are my people and like this is like my place I don't think I've ever even in high school I was like I had like my group of friends and I was like I hate to say this I wasn't a theater kid but I was involved in theater I did tech so I feel like it doesn't really count as much (laughs) you were a theater kid I didn't know this about you yeah no I hate to say that okay James needs to put this in that's funny (laughs) unfortunately what's your favorite theater experience um okay actually my favorite so senior year for one act one act is always like a competition so I was an assistant stage manager Mm. um so I was just like in the wings and was like just like sweating the whole show it was like 50 minutes was one act or something (laughs) so I would just be in there like just so nervous and sweating because I'm like if something goes wrong on this side it's my fault but like being at competition and just watching everything like fall into place perfectly and we had like all these cool lights and everything and it was just like when it actually went well and it went perfectly, I was like, thank you. That was, like, probably... That, the, that was satisfying. Yeah, right? I was like, all of this, like... Because I... Gosh, they... That theater program at high school, they would have us at school until, like, 10 or 11 at night. I was like, I have to be here at 8 tomorrow for actual well, class. Like, I have homework to do. Wasn't Thescon always in Columbus? Thescon was in Columbus. So that's probably why you guys are huge on theater. Yeah. It's like my sister's a theater kid, so I know a little bit about it. Oh, oh and she... also the state, like, theater is in Columbus, the Springer Opera, Springer Opera House. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Slight Flex, Columbus. <laughs> like, but, that's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's why we were really big on theater, but... Um, Oh, but so in high school, I had like, that was like the theater, I guess was kind of like my place and my friend was like my people. But here I really feel like at home, which is kind of like something I wasn't expecting because coming into college, I was like, well, I'm an engineering major, like I should probably transfer to tech. Like I wanted to go to tech in the first place. Like I waitlisted, like whatever. Or that was kind of like the summer before my thoughts. And I got here and I was like, throw all of that out the window, like just enjoy it for what it is. If you really feel like you're meant to transfer, then, like, God will make it, like, we'll place those thoughts in you, and then you'll transfer, and you'll figure it out, and it'll be fine, especially because my best friend goes to tech, and so we were, like, our whole senior being, like, so we're going to live together, we're going to live in the storm, like, this is where we're going to decorate, and then we were, like, 
just kidding, that's not happening. And then my friend that I had lived with here, I mean, also really close with her, so either way it worked out for me. But I decided, though, like the first week, I was like, I'm not going to go into it thinking that anymore because I will just be miserable the whole time if I just, like, compare this experience to what it could have been if I'd gone to tech. And I'm really glad that I just, like, went with that mindset instead because I don't think I, like... I've gone and visited my friend at Tech, and I just feel like I would not have felt, like, nearly as home if mm-hmm. I was there than as I do here. Like, I feel bad sometimes, but I'll tell my mom, like, when I'm in Columbus, like, oh, I can't wait to go back home, because in my head now, home is Athens, and I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. I take it back, I mean. mad. Yeah, my mom gets mad when I, like, say that I, I live in Athens, and I love it. Yeah, she's, she's like, like, no, this is your home. I'm like, yes, it's also my home. Like, this is my yeah. childhood home. Yes. But here, this is my, like, home Yeah, home. yeah. And, like, no, this is where I yeah. feel, like, not that I don't feel like myself, or, but I feel like, you know, you just grow and change as you go into adulthood and, like, going into college. Not that I'm decided I'm a fully grown adult right now, but, like, <laughs> you know, we're still working through things, still figuring things out. But, like, right now I feel at, like, a really good place. And, like, being in Athens, I, like, I just feel, like, good being here and, like, feel good being at UGA. And, like, I made the right decision. Well, a decision, I guess, was made for me. I only applied to three colleges, and I... Got waitlisted from tech. I applied to NYU just to see if I would get in. And I got in, but it's just so painfully expensive. So I was like, that wasn't even, like, a realistic option. That was just, like, for me to, like, pat myself on the back and be like, okay, I did it. So then, and then UGA was the only school I applied to, and I got in. So obviously I was like, well, I have to go here. We'll make the best of it. So I'm glad, though, that that, like, played out as it did because I would not have, like, I mean, I wouldn't wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be, like, you know, friends with you wouldn't be doing this. So, like, it was a good... In the moment, I was like, I hate everything. I wanted to go to tech so bad, and now I'm like, I'm really glad I did it, and that, like, I get to be a part of all the things. I feel a lot more well-rounded here than I feel like I would have been if I had gone to tech. Yeah. UGA just has this, like, homey feel. Athens is just, like, I don't know. I don't want to sound corny, but Athens just, like, has this really great feeling about it and, like, very funky, like, great place. And, like, the students, it's just, like, an atmosphere that you're being built up by your peers. That's something that... I don't know. I think if I went there, too, it would have been a lot more challenging. But I think, like, God placed us here for a reason, for sure. Yeah. Whether, like, freshman year me wanted to believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, definitely. I mean, the Catholic Center has been such a blessing, but just UGA in general has been so fruitful. And, like, yes, the, our little College of Engineering down at the bottom of campus is <laughs> tiny, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. And, like, the peers I have are so great. But, yeah, no. UGA was definitely the move. God knew what he was doing. But y'all were definitely like the perfect two individuals to lead our freshmen this year. Like it's coming using your own experience. Like they call it like the they call it the negative way or the via negativa, mm. uh, the negative way of like you learn what not to do right from your own experience or from other people. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, that's not how you do it or that's not how it should be done or I wouldn't want to have people experience that. And so for you, what you're doing is you're intentionally trying to have the freshmen be, uh, you know, engaged and have some sort of community and support. Yeah. Uh, and like you're intentionally see- seeking that out. I mean, you created these small group leaders and this prayer team and you're pouring into them uh, and allowing uh, our freshmen to really kind of find a home here. And I think that that's it's something that I, I really get to I get to take a pride in it just because it makes me happy. Uh, it's none of it has because of me. But, <laughs> <laughs> You've but been like, super helpful, like mentoring me though with my talk and just like helping us out though. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's well. It's it's great to see the freshmen hang out here on on Saturday. The the UGA game was away, mm-hmm. and so they're watching it up here in the upper room, uh, and so like gathering together, getting to know each other, um, and then late night. I mean, you can probably. Perhaps oh, yeah. you can hear them right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, you know, they're, the they're yelling, they're shouting, they're having fun. Uh, and, yeah, it's good. I mean, and these are freshmen. One of the things that I was worried about is, all right, if we don't have classes, if mm-hmm. we don't have campus, then, you know, our freshmen are never going yeah. to have an experience of the Catholic Center specifically. And I'm so thankful because it's actually kind of done the opposite, which is like, there's literally nothing else happening right now. Yeah, I was literally going to say that. Like, we, Ignite has this, like, curse on it where we've never had more than, like, three or four guys stay through beyond, like, this first month that we're in right now. And somehow there's, like, I counted 21 guys at Ignite. And Cassidy and Pippa, the old coordinators, are saying, if you can figure it out, you have broken, like... It, it would just be amazing and the pandemic did it for us like we got so lucky also these freshmen are so on fire too I feel like when I was a freshman I was so confused and I was like oh Ignite would be a good option but also like there's all these other college things going on just to like explore but we got really lucky I feel like a lot of them are so on fire and it's so beautiful to watch them because like a lot of them are becoming friends with each other and using this space up here and again you're right nothing else is going on and they're seeking community so much and the fact that we have the space for them and like thank god we have the ability to like do these programs in person because it's been really really cool for us i think for speaking for both of us just watch over like the small group leaders and all that they're doing and like prayer team praying for them in the chapel it's just so beautiful that like we can be within community in person um yeah it's super cool on wednesday i said it i think before the talk or maybe after but like i don't think anyone really understands i'm sure you probably feel it though like how it just makes my heart so happy to like Mm. go up there to talk to them and see like all of the pews i know it feels like a full mass or something yeah so cool and it's so nice and like they walk through the doors and they're just so excited to see anyone and everyone and they just want to talk and they're like oh thank god because like (laughs) that was just something we were so nervous about because i'm like well if we don't have like classes and stuff I'm like I feel like why would they want to make the trek you know all the way up to the Catholic Center and like (laughs) why would they and like we like before well I guess they wouldn't know any different but before we had dinner that we would give them where we would have so that's like partially an incentive to come like Mm. okay you don't have to have dining hall food for a night you can come up here have a home-cooked meal but then we couldn't do that anymore we're like well we don't have free food (laughs) what can we offer them yeah like what can (laughs) we offer them for them to come like like, yeah that's gonna make them want to come and it's gonna make them want to stay coming because like they come once and they're like oh i hate it and they leave and it's like well we didn't really do our job well then (laughs) but we seem to have done a a decent enough job but really it's all just our our team too yeah i think mostly our team they've done Mm -hmm. such a good job and that was something that just really blows my mind like whenever we can see small groups and they then there's like 12 kids and kids 12 freshmen (laughs) they're literally two years younger and I call them yeah I do the same thing because my sister's their age so I call them kids and they're not they're not but like seeing so many of them like here on Wednesday nights and like this past Wednesday everyone was staying after to hang out I mean that parking lot was probably just like filled with like little groups of people everywhere talking and I was like oh it just it fills me with this like peace where I'm like they are finding that community and like we didn't know that's the incentive that we were offering them but it it turned out instead of free dinner you get free community I guess but like they seem to love it I mean like seeing just on throughout the week like them just being here and just hanging out it's so nice because like freshman year I didn't do that but 
I'm glad that they get to do that and like have that experience and like make mm-hmm. these friends, especially because they are Catholic friends. Not that all your friends have to be Catholic, but it does like it boosts you to go and like pushes you to it keeps grow you accountable. Yeah. yeah, like coming to mass. Like I had a quiz I was working on, and then Abby on our board was like, "You want to go to four p.m.?" and I was like. I should. Like, I really should. And I did come. And so it's, like, friends like that. And she was in my small group as a freshman when I was a small group leader last year. So one of my gals from last year pushing me, like, that's just so... It's funny. I mean, I love Abby. But, um, yeah, you just need people like that. But, no, also what I was going to say, we've been struggling a little bit with having to enforce the social distancing, which is... uh, It's been a challenge. And we feel like these bad guys are just barking at the freshmen to, like, move and keep their mask above their nose. And we just feel so like bothersome I feel like but I was driving home of we have four freshmen that went to my high school that come to ignite which makes me so happy hometown pride but um I was talking to them when I was driving them home and I was like I'm sorry if it feels like we're nagging like we just want to like create this space for you guys safely and that's you know Nithya and I have to be the bad guys and they were saying like it's so much more worth it to be social distance and have these masks on and like deal with that annoyance to have each other and like have this space so it put my mind at ease that they told me that the other night. But, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, like, things we need to keep our eye on and watch over and, like, somewhat be the bad guys in these situations. But, like, if it can facilitate community, then it's all worth it. But Yeah, and that's all of us. We're all trying. We all have to do that. We have mm-hmm. to do that at Mass. Uh, we have to do that here in the center. Right? It's just kind of strict protocol. Yep. There's actually not a lot of religious organizations on campus who are, are meeting in person. Mm-hmm. Right, you have Wesley, you have the Baptist Church, and you may have a couple others, but other than that, uh, they're not meeting, they're doing virtual. And so for us to have a space and to have organization, leadership, to have activity, uh, to have that person-to-person contact, I mean, it goes such a, such a far way. So we try to do it safely. We try to do it uh, without folks getting sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely an awesome space. Like, I talked about it earlier. Like, I'm still meeting new people this year, and that's all I talk about as a Catholic center. I, like, probably annoy people with how in love with this place that I am, but it's, like, first yeah, of all... what do you like about it? Um, what do I like about the CC? It's the people, the other ministries that I get to attend. I love the board. Like, we were just having a little powwow with Jake in here beforehand. Like, it's just this community where I have, like, the board friends, and I have our team, which are the most amazing people that are just adapting and changing and doing everything we need them to. They're awesome and each other and just like the CC locals. Like we have this group me of just people that are always here and it's so funny and just like, I don't know, like a God-given community here, but it's great. And also like the ladies that cook for us for Sunday night meals, that was great tonight. Just, oh, yeah. I, I, I literally won't shut up about the Catholic Center. It's just, uh, makes me smile. Catholic Dogs Podcast. The Catholic Center is located at 1344 South Lumpkin Street. For more info on how you can get involved, check out our Instagram at Catholic Dogs. See you at Mass.